0: Up the engines ladies and gentlemen yeah let's get the engine started here because this is ring scoops q and i'm your host that ring scoops guy with my co-host theo c theo what's going on man
1: i'm doing good but i think there could be like a um i don't know if there's gonna be like a change man because of um Oh, what WWE
0: did. <laughs> oh, what what did uh, the WWE do? Um, there's three certain um,
1: good brothers that have basically um, have that name of the OC.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm all like, I'm all like, Am I am I expecting a call from the um, WWE attorneys right now? Because I do not want that fight.
0: Mm. <laughs> that's a, that's a good question uh, because you've been going by the OC for a very very long time, and it's funny because the first time they started doing that on TV, I, th- I thought of you, man. I thought of I thought of you. I thought of Theo and, and the clean finish and the OC and yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I, 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 find, I find that kind of hilarious. I'm all like, I even mentioned that on Twitter. I'm all like, oh, do I have to change my Twitter handle?
0: Because uh,
1: well, <laughs> you know, I do not want any of that.
0: Why don't you let everybody out there know what your Twitter or, handle is in case they want to follow you on Twitter?
1: Or, or,
0: <laughs>
1: or I'm going to use the vanilla ice excuse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's what's the vanilla ice excuse?
1: <laughs> remember, remember when, the, when when he got heat from um, what is it um um Queen and um David Bowie for like you know
0: a oh. certain like
1: song yeah that yeah, yeah and he, he... tries to all like it's a tiny little ting
0: I'm all like yeah no that motherfucker sampled that shit <laughs> straight <laughs> up man.
1: Uh.
0: That's just like Bittersweet Symphony and the Rolling Stones. They, they, <laughs> was it the Verve or the Verve Pipe? I always get those two bands confused. But like one, yeah, the ones that did the uh, Bittersweet Symphony clearly freaking sampled that shit. <laughs> Same with uh, Alan so, Thicke's son. Uh, whatever is Robin Thicke did the Marvin Gaye. Th- yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so like, theirs goes the O.C. Mine's go Theo slash C. It's yeah, a <laughs> it's a little dash.
0: A little, a little, a little dash of Theo here and there, and a little, little it's sprinkles. A
1: little, a little underscore dash, which um, which my Twitter handle for now is called Theo underscore C. Theo was was that little line? Was that the line to the bottom?
0: Uh, underscore. Wait,
1: underscore, yeah. Theo underscore C. <laughs>
0: There you go, WWE versus Theo. I can't wait for the <laughs> battles. I'll be in the courtroom. I'll do. I'll do commentary. I'll lose. I'll,
1: lose. I'll be like. I'll be like, motherfucker. You take this, man. I take the commentary. I'm all like, you know what?
0: Oh, uh, but you know what though? That's like that's your initials. That's your name. Like you, you would probably like get the Shark Boy victory over them.
1: <laughs> that was technically my name, but you know, what? I'm not. I'm not gonna.
0: Nah that's it's, like, it's, it's funny though I mean that's a great great really. little coincidence <laughs> really is but um, uh, kind of but uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen the uh, the concept of the show is very simple it's a uh, ring scoops Q&A you guys ask the questions and Theo and I will answer them and uh, we had a plethora of questions being sent in through our uh, Instagram story which we would like to thank everybody that submitted questions this past week for the podcast here and uh, Theo and I are going to answer them to the best of our abilities. And um, if you would like to submit a question for the uh, Q and A show here, uh, stay tuned on the Ring Scoops Instagram, which you guys can follow at Ring Scoops, and uh, keep an eye out for the the stories of when we uh, put up asking for you to submit questions here for the uh, for the mailbag for the Q and A. Uh, and without further ado, let's get to our first question here at Theo. And uh, I will let you answer first. Uh, here, the question is: um, Who is your favorite male and female superstar?
1: Oh, oh, that's difficult.
0: I wonder if they meant like current or of all time. Or Maybe we can give both. Uh, I think we could. Okay, well, let's go with uh, with current. Who's your who's your uh, your current favorite male superstar?
1: Current, oh boy, um,
0: and we don't have to play like semantics about them using the word superstar. I mean, this could be anybody in wrestling; it doesn't have to be right, WWE superstar. Yeah, just any wrestling personality, just to make it simple.
1: Right now, I'm really enjoying Tetsuo Naito. Who? Japan Pro Wrestling. Casillo oh, okay. Naito Yeah. From New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and, and looking over his entire like history and how much he has changed. Throughout so, like, the early times, man, where basically he was trying to become like like the new ace, and then and then the fans rejected him. He went to Mexico. I think he had himself uh, a complete like makeover. I believe he became like one of the top heels in New Japan, and now he is like one of the most overfaces in the entire company. He's, he's, he's always, he's always like one of the big top stars in the company. Um, his character is such, it's, 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 his character is really awesome, and I always look forward to, to what he does, and, um, yeah, I, th- I think I think it's pretty awesome. Um, all time. All time, I would
0: oh, jeez. <laughs> Have to go back all to all, all always, the memories,
1: right? Yeah, all 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 time, I just really got to think back because I was introduced to like pro wrestling by renting, I believe, renting a tape called like um. I'm um, um, the best of Hulkamania.
0: Mm. Which uh, which version? Like from the '80s, the '90s, two thousands? Um,
1: the '80s. Okay. Like 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 right around the time of like um, Hulk Hogan's first.
0: Was that talent. the Was that the two VHS special that they had? Or was that Hulkamania four?
1: I think that was like I think that was released around the time of um. Hogan's first title win. Oh, okay. So I think it was right at that time. It was it was it was Coliseum Home Video.
0: Yeah, back what eighty four eighty five.
1: Yeah, I think I think that got I think that basically got an introduction to me to like pro wrestling, and then everything seems to evolve. I did get I did throughout like most of those years. I've only been introduced to like only w, only the world wrestling hmm And then,
0: um,
1: when, when, when I got like issues of like, um, pro wrestling illustrated that expanded my taste in pro wrestling.
0: Yeah. oh, I, I missed the old that, after mags.
1: And, and it's always, it, you know what? Truth of the matter is, it's okay to like more than one organization. It's okay to like all of professional wrestling. It doesn't have to be like sports entertainment or something like that. You can always expand your taste. You can, you can always, you can't be isolated to just one organization. Mm-hmm. You got to expand your. It's 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 okay to expand yourself to like different organizations, and and basically, tree is sort of like heck you you don't mind if it's like you like a certain organization for a certain way or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. You know, I don't I don't have a, I don't have a problem with anybody that wants to watch just one promotion either. Um, but I do like the idea that, you know, it, people can like what they want to what they want to like. They can watch more than one product. They can watch just one product. As long as whatever they're watching makes them happy. Like that's cool with me. I just don't like the people that go around with the toxic uh, attitude of pushing their agendas on other people. Like if uh, one person tells another, like I like this promotion and then that person's like, well, I don't like it. So you suck. Like that's, you know, that's not needed, yeah. man. You know, like,
1: yeah, I really don't describe them as pro wrestling fans. I just describe them as sort of like, it's, it's kind of like a bully mentality. It's sort of like, Oh, do you, you don't like AEW, man? What well, what the heck's wrong with you? You're just a WWE fanboy. I'm like, Oh, am not pro wrestling, man. I'm just have if I have criticisms towards like AEW, WWE, New Japan, RH Impact, I will say
0: them. I mean, no, there's no promotion out there that's 100% perfect. Um, but, you know, the favorites that I watch, they, you know, they, they have screw ups. I call them out on it. You know, I, I don't, I don't watch the stuff with, uh, rose colored glasses on. I, I understand, you know, um, yeah, but, yeah, you know, like, it's just the the us versus them mentality that a lot of, uh, and it's not just wrestling. it's Console wars back in the day. I remember, like, when GTA came out and it was, like, on both consoles, Xbox and PlayStation. It was, oh, it plays it better on the PlayStation. Oh, it plays it better on the Xbox. It's the same fucking game, guys. Like, uh-huh. you know, you're both going to play the same missions. You're going to play the same characters. Um, at that, you know, who gives a crap if, if one graphic is better than the other? Uh, As far as what you're actually doing is going to be the same exact thing. So I think that carries over to wrestling, video games, music. I hate it when people like they jump onto me because Uh, I I like EDM and they're like, oh, they don't play real instruments. Uh, Okay, no, I, I get that. I understand that. But they still put an effort into creating the tracks that they do. It sounds good and it brings people together. A couple of years back, I had an argument on Facebook about that. I had a friend um, make a comment about they were at a concert and everybody was having a good time. They were getting together. Everybody was just having a you know a real good you know united moment. And I had replied back. I said, that's exactly how I felt when I went to my first EDC in Vegas. And uh, somebody came along and they're like, yeah, well, you know what? These people were playing real instruments. I said, okay, uh, does that still take away that we were all united? No, it doesn't. So what point are you trying to make? It just didn't make sense to me for them to come at me like
1: and, that. And the truth of the matter is if you ever go to YouTube, you ever go to like, you know, something like, like you watch like a clip or a match of some some kind of old school match. Uh-huh. And then and then somebody had to post Oh, it's way better than today's product. I'm all like, okay, why? <laughs> I yeah, I yeah, yeah. You like it, but it's sort of like
0: I'm probably one of those guys, but I don't say it to be like malicious or like an asshole. I just, yeah. I, and it's the way you word it too. Like, I may have like that kind of thought, but I may word it as. I enjoyed this more than what I enjoy watching stuff today. I wouldn't say that this was better than what's out there today. I would just say I enjoy it more. I think that's another thing, too. Language is everything, man. If You know, half these fights on Twitter and Facebook wouldn't even be fights if people would just choose different wording with what they had to say or different tones with it, you know? It's just like language is everything.
1: Yeah, the word of the entire thing means a difference between like, okay, I respect your opinion, to, oh, you want to fight about it?
0: Well, yeah, I don't know if you saw it like last month, but I got into it with somebody when they did, uh, you know, Evolve was going up against uh, the uh, Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen or whatever the AEW Mm -hmm. show was that they did last month, uh, the same day as Evolve. And um, I was watching Evolve and WWE put something out and somebody made a comment of you know saying nobody's watching evolve and i replied back and so well, i'm watching it and they they shot back at me saying well you're you're missing a better show i said no 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 hold on let's take a step back and look at this man i'm watching a show that i'm enjoying over a show that you're enjoying none of them are better than the other you know what i mean like i'm gonna eventually i'm gonna watch what you're watching i'm choosing to watch this one when it's actually going on there's other people out there that probably didn't even watch either of them live, but I just thought it was such an asinine comment for him to be like, nobody's watching. And I'm like, I am. He goes, well, you're missing out on a better show. No, dude, I'm missing out on a show that you're enjoying for something that I'm enjoying.
1: Those those are basically like, what is it? And, and, and they keep growing, though, with the AEW fans. Hmm? Um, the, the, what, is, what is it? Um, I think there's like AEW fans that feel so entitled like they really want to bash like WWE at every single mistake that they can and praise AEW like it's the second coming. I'm all like calm down.
0: And that comes with the territory when TNA started, people did the same thing. And there's people on the other side anytime there's an upstart, you know, uh-huh. a lot of hardcore WWE fans are going to be very quick to point out any and all faults as if they don't understand that one between the new promotion and the fans, there's a honeymoon period where you really can't do any wrong. And second, you know, some of these places when they start up, especially TNA back in the day, like, you know, they, they, they have to have growing pains. There's going to be a period of time where they're going to adjust to what they're doing because it, it, they've never done it before. Um, in AEW's situation, They got a lot of guys that have worked in wrestling to do production, yeah. But this is the first time that everybody's coming together to do what they're doing, and things have definitely, the landscape and entertainment, not just wrestling, but entertainment and broadcast is way different than it was five years ago, let alone 20 years ago or 15 years ago. So there's going to be growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're going way off topic here. The question is who our favorite male and female superstars are. Um, what about um, all right? Well, for me, one of my favorite current stars now, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of crap over this, is I absolutely love the Miz. I love a lot of the stuff that the Miz does, um, and I'm also digging uh, Drake Maverick and R Truth. I, I actually think those two guys are like the best thing going right now in WWE. Oh yeah, the the, the the Miz, the
1: Miz, his is his his face turn now is a lot better than the face turn they had for of uh, the last time.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And um uh MJF, I haven't really seen like a lot of the stuff that he's done in AEW, but I I watch um MLW every Monday and I think uh him and his group are just pure gold. I think MJF is going to be one of those dudes that's going to be um a huge name in this business in the next five years. I think that's going to be one of your big top stars. I think he's got a bright future. I absolutely love Brian Pillman Jr. I think he's doing oh, phenomenal yeah. stuff and, and he's still learning and growing. I mean, everybody's still learning, but um, you never stop learning in, in this business.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brian Pillman, yeah. Brian Pillman Jr. I, I, yeah, yeah he's, 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 one of my favorites too. And plus he almost he almost reminds me of his father.
0: Oh yeah, from there's, there's, from the way he looks time, to the way he moves in the ring, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. When I see when I see where he moves in the ring, I'm all like, I'm I'm watching I'm, I'm watching his father.
0: Yeah, and you can't teach that. I mean, no pun intended. Yeah. But you know, you can't teach that. That's just natural. Yeah,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah. So if like, so if like his father, but he has a style of his own. Yeah, which. Which and plus he's improving and plus he's learning and the more he learns the greater he will get. And it's got, it's really gonna help out his career in like more ways than one.
0: Yeah. Um how about like a favorite uh female superstar? Favorite female, female
1: superstar. Yeah. Okay, um back then I was really impressed with how Trish Rez evolved from like a fitness model to one of the biggest icons in women's wrestling, because you have, you would have thought, man. Basically, when she debuted, if anybody were to tell you that she will become like one of the biggest icons in women's wrestling, they, they were they were, they were looking to be like, uh, what?
0: <laughs>
1: but here she here she was. And currently oh, currently there's been so many. Um Alexa Bliss yeah. is one of them.
0: I'm with you on that.
1: Alexa Bliss and I have been a fan of hers ever since um NXT mm-hmm. And we, we she became like the manager. I mean she you know for she you know for a woman very short short in size But, man, she brings it all together.
0: She understands what it takes to get herself over as a heel. Her personality is just amazing on the mic when she's trying to get heat.
1: She's amazing on the mic. Her facial reactions are always, like, good.
0: Yeah. Her delivery is just top-notch.
1: It's like she figures it out real quick. She knows the situation. Well and it's just it just brings everything together and I really do enjoy that and I'm, I'm I'm still a fan of hers this very day with that I think there's many that are just like are kind of like turned off by her but um but I'm still but 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 it's still consistent with me when it comes to Alexa plus
0: yeah. I think, uh, I think for me, um, in the past, uh, one of my favorite female wrestlers, um, I've always been a huge fan of Molly Holly's work, um, all the way back to her days in WCW as Mona, and then Mighty Molly, and, you know, uh, doing the... Yeah
1: I, Molly, yeah, I believe Molly Holly has been completely underrated by, like, many. Oh, yeah. Because she, you know, she always gets overshadowed by the Trish trans the Litas, but... Molly Holly, don't sell her short or something like that. And she could definitely, and she could basically play as sort of like the um, the girl next door, baby face, but she could play like a very good heel when she was like the um when when she was like the uptight, you know, prude. Female, yeah, prude, yeah, yeah, and she, she definitely plays that well.
0: And she's she's a team player. Like, when she got her head shaved.
1: Yeah, I heard I heard about the story about WrestleMania 20. They didn't have, like, a women's championship match. And Molly Holly went up to WWE and be like, you know what? Dude, why don't you have me versus Victoria? And, heck, I'll shave my head.
0: Yeah. That's a team and player right the, there. That's the kind of person. That's a utility player you want on your roster.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if and plus... She wasn't afraid to basically say, "Hey, you know what? If, if, if you want me in a spot, I'll, I'll put, I'll go there."
0: Yeah, made, it made for a I'll memorable it, moment. I remember doing predictions for that WrestleMania, and I said Molly Holly's going to get her head shaved. I remember, all, I think even you and other people on the venue forums are calling me crazy for that prediction. And then, <laughs> and then when it went down, I was like, "Oh, god, dang it! The webmaster's <laughs> right."
1: <laughs> I think I did remember. I think I did remember that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next question that, uh, that comes in, uh, they want to know what our thoughts are about NXT at the moment. I'll let you take that one.
1: Oh, well, NXT. I think NXT consistently becomes strong. Their, their takeover events have always been good. And now we've been hearing rumors that they're going to go on FS1 and go head-to-head with AEW which oh boy, this—that's
0: not been confirmed yet, though, right? It's just still speculation.
1: I, I think I think it hasn't been confirmed yet, but if it is confirmed on that whole thing, then it's going to get very very interesting because when, when it comes to like the main roster, some people will basically argue, man, that AEW is basically better, but against NXT and the roster talent that they got. Then there's something. Yeah. Then you get the the rumblings of sort of like it's not the Monday Night Wars; it could be the Wednesday Night Wars between AEW and NXT, which many people argue that is WWE's strongest brand.
0: I I think for the wrestling purists, it is their strongest brand. Um, but you know, with all with all due respect. To both NXT and to AEW, this is just, just across the board in all the wrestling. Um, you can have you can have the most absolute most talented roster, and still not get the job done because there's other factors than just who's on your roster. It's how your production is, how smooth that goes, uh, commentary uh, producers in the back, in in terms of both putting on a production and producers and agents that help put the matches together. Um, those that put on, you know, that helps with the marketing. Um, you know, if it, it's, it's a, it's a machine and if one cog in the machine is off, the whole machines off, you may be able to run for a while, but if like, say you got four pistons going, one of them goes off yeah. and you need four to run. The three will run for a little bit until you just crash, and it's not going to be like a slow progression. It's just one day, just going to go boom. And I think, yeah. like especially in TNA's and Impact's case, they had at one point a hell of a roster: AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, oh, yeah. Chris Daniels, I mean, I, yeah,
1: yeah. At one point, at one point, their talent roster was loaded from top to bottom and there was a point when they introduced the knockout division and that was deep
0: yeah and the funny thing is like everybody was like oh my god their, their roster is way better than the wwe's but it was that it was the writing and it was the way that they were portrayed on tv and whatnot and it's funny because like 10 15 years later those guys that roster is in the wwe right now but everybody's calling wwe's product crap well, you guys 10 years ago was praising this roster as being the greatest, but what happened now? You know why? Because it's not the roster. It's everything else in the machine.
1: Yeah, I'm all like, if you don't have the, I mean, that, that's the thing with, with that TNA roster. I don't know what year it was when it was kind of like peak of everything until things started to go downhill.
0: I'd say probably between 2006 and in 2008, was probably their best run. Had,
1: I don't know. You
0: had Kurt Angle, you had Sting, you had Samoa Joe, you had Christian, uh, you know, you had um, America's Most Wanted, Beer Money, you know, it's all these f- phenomenal talents. Something and, all
1: them. and then you had, like, the Knockouts Division, which had, like, different... Not only like um, they not only blew away the entire like divas division at that time, but there was like so many personalities that that stood out from um from in in their own way.
0: Yeah,
1: all shapes, sizes, and all that kind of stuff. You got like um, Gail Kim, um, Awesome Khan, the beautiful people. You know, Wilde, all of them. It's,
0: I loved watching Roxy in the ring. That was my favorite knockout. Roxy Lolo. She was great. Yeah.
1: I believe it was around the time where um, they got Hogan and they got Bischoff. And then they decided, let's go after WWE. Let's go after WWE on Monday nights. And you could (laughs) tell that they were so unprepared.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's sad because like they worked so hard. Like, McEvoy and I, we had a conversation about this recently. TNA worked so hard to finally get one million people to watch their show every week. And then Hogan and Bischoff come in, they moved to Monday nights, and they just destroyed it. And by the time the, the smoke was settled, all the dust was cleared, that they lost almost half of their entire audience on a weekly basis. It was sad. That company didn't deserve that, but yeah, they, I like the upswing.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah, but and the thing was, they couldn't get out of their own way.
0: No, no, because they didn't focus on themselves; they focused on uh, outside forces. Yeah, you can't. They, you can't they, do
1: they that. to see. They, they wanted to see. Okay, which ones did the WWE release so we could pick up? Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, okay. They have a little bit of name value, man, but you need to focus on your own guys. Yeah. If you can't focus on your own guys, then I don't care how many WWE checks you basically get. You're basically WWE light. And that is something that I'm really fearing with AEW.
0: I don't think AEW is going to get to that point with that. Um, I think what, if anything's going to get in their way, I think it's going to be, if they, I believe, and I could totally be wrong on this, just my opinion, I believe if they continue to take the the shots that they do, and you know what, Cody Rhodes said it recently too, he goes, this was my shot, It not, it's not the company. Dude, no, it, it is. You What you do reflects on your company. It's just like when I worked with the EWF and stuff that I would do, and they would always tell me the stuff that I would do represents them because I'm their voice of their company. Cody's the one that kind of put this all together and got everything going on. He's an executive vice president or vice producer, whatever the hell his title is, I don't even know. But he's an upper guy in there, and he's a talent. So, yeah, dude, whatever you do is going to reflect on the company itself. That's just the nature of it. And it's not just wrestling. That's just in business in general or just even just employment life. You know, if, if I got a job at... Uh, some kind of firm being their director of communications, you're damn right. The stuff that I'm going to be putting out there on social media that people can see is going to have, it's going to reflect on, on the company that I work for, whether I want it to or not. But if he continues to take these jabs or the bucks, take the jabs or anything like that, I, I, I'm afraid that uh, people, it's going to backlash on him eventually because people are going to finally be like, Hey, you know what? It's a little too much. And is, they're going to tune out from it. Um,
1: yeah, I believe, I believe people have always, I mean, when, when it comes to like being, the, you know, when, when they when they basically do all these skits, that kind of like WWE or something like that, you know, FTR, you know, like the, the revival, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. It's sort of like, oh, you know, when they were in New Japan and like they're nice little things, something like that. But it's a whole nother beast when it's when when you're in control of a company
0: yeah yeah because i mean
1: you cannot do this childish stuff anymore
0: i mean i wouldn't necessarily label or brand it as childish stuff they can do what they want whether it's you know whether one person consider it mature or another person is immature i just don't think Mm -hmm. it's needed um that's just my personal opinion. Like, I just think that, like, if you're gonna run this promotion and you're gonna run it as an alternative because you're not happy with what's going on on the other side of of the industry, why yeah, just, why put any time and effort into even acknowledging the other people?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to put out like a better statement, prove it in your product. Yeah, prove it in your product. Saying, "heck." Here's our difference. We're not going to say any words about it. Let our actions in the ring, let our storytelling in the ring be like a message to WWE saying, heck, this is a different product. This Mm -hmm. is a whole different product from WWE. And and people will flock to that and be like, okay, this is different. This is new. I may want to try this. What TNA, and and, and I want to get back to the TNA thing for a little bit, the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes for TNA was they looked at everything that WWE did and be like, you know, this storyline was popular when it was in the WWE. This guy was popular when he was in the WWE. This guy was known when WWE. Why would we just bring them in and we could just, like, repeat that? May I remind you the Voodoo Kid Mafia?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, that old train wreck.
0: I loved their entrance with the phone booths, like Bill and Ted. Uh-huh. That was that was memorable. Uh um I you know, going back to the, the original question, thoughts on NXT. I think NXT is a really good brand. I think it's a a solid performer under the WWE's umbrella. Um if they Get a spot on Fox Sports. Uh, I think that more power to them on it. I think that's a brand that I think deserves to have more eyeballs on it than what already has. And it's one of those situations, in my opinion, that um, they back up the hype that fans give NXT um, from an overall standpoint. I mean, the, like I said before, like there's, you know, every promotion has its faults. Um, I point them out sometimes. I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm Sure, I may lean towards one promotion over another. I wouldn't consider myself a hardcore fanboy for one promotion over the other, but um, I do favor certain ones over others, but I'm not afraid to point out faults of those that I like. Um, NXT has some of those problems. I think occasionally on a a takeover, I I think some of the matches go a little too long. I think sometimes they got uh, way too many fucking false finishes in some of their matches, but uh, I think overall, if you watch the NXT product, I think, I think um, your average wrestling fan will feel that they got some good wrestling when they watch a takeover. So that's that's yeah. my thoughts on on NXT.
1: And I think their biggest shows are always like the takeover pay per views. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because every single match out of there is just sort of like they're just keeping
0: home runs. With them. Yeah uh the next question um who do you feel has the best mic skills on the current w w e roster um i think we're gonna have to answer this with excluding non wrestling personalities because otherwise i mean, you, we may differ on this i don't know um i think if we were to include people that don't wrestle i think paul heyman is the, pff, number one um oh no that's all right but on the roster, as far as like active competitors, who cuts good promos, I think Samoa Joe is definitely up there as one of their best Mike guys right now. Um, I wouldn't consider John Cena as part of it anymore because he's not a full-time guy. But obviously, John Cena, you're never going to be able to see, oh, I wonder if John Cena's going to get a good promo tonight. You're always going to get something special out of John Cena. Same with The Rock. But uh, I'm going to go with Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe... Is, is my top promo guy right now. How about you?
1: Yeah, I definitely do believe Samoa Joe is is really good with Mike. Knows his delivery, knows how to present himself as the badass monster that he is. Um,
0: he, he understands nonverbal communication, I think. And something that that Mac and I were talking about this week on Ring Scoops. Now, 97% of communication is nonverbal. It's body language. It's the way that you talk. Obviously, verbal communication is actual spoken word, but nonverbal communication can also be spoken word. It's just how you say it. It's your pace. It's, um, you know, the tone of voice. It's your pitch. It's uh, where you play certain words, how you emphasize certain words, Um, eye movement, oculistics, eye movement in nonverbal communication. Um, The sense of smell, you know, is something else, too. Um, And Samoa Joe is one of those guys that knows how to play to that. He knows how to play to those kind of strengths. Um, A lot of guys don't know how to do that. I don't think they think about that. Samoa Joe may not even think about that, but he knows how to do it. Um. But yeah, there's there's a lot to it. Um. Oh, yeah. Next question here. Uh, it, it, it
1: it did kind of remind me about that WrestleMania build up to like that um, Triple H Undertaker match where the Undertaker returns and then Triple H arrives and they basically build their matchup without even saying a word. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: And you believed every single second of it.
0: Yeah, because they did the stare down and then what was it? Uh, Undertaker just with his eye, he didn't even move his head, right? Like he just moved his eyes, looked at the WrestleMania sign and Triple H looked back
1: and that's all they had to do. That's all they had to do. And it was so good and how the whole thing was delivered.
0: Yeah. You know who else got it with that? and I missed oh my God, I miss this guy so much. Dude, Eddie Guerrero got oh. it. There was oh, no it. one better than Eddie Guerrero when it came to nonverbals, man.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That <laughs> dude, he can walk hey, out hey, on he. the stage and people that were in the nosebleeds would boo him because of a snicker that he would put out there. <laughs> um, a smirk, something, you know, just in the nosebleeds, they could see that he he would just illuminate whatever he wanted yeah. the crowd to, to react to.
1: And the thing about Edgar Rowe was that he could do anything and get a reaction shares or booze, especially when he does like the light, and steal thing. You could tell it's coming and, and you just could not help but to laugh. And one of the things that was so funny was was his match against Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Yeah. And A. Guerrero tried to try to use the whole like smoking gun thing. And you can see it coming. You can see it coming. And you're all like, I mean, he puts the title on me and lays down like that. And then <laughs> Rey Mysterio takes the belt, puts it on him. And then the referee starts recovering. He was like, no, no, no. What's that me? Is that me? Is that me?
0: Is
1: that me? You tried to hide the belt.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That that whole exchange, I just couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. It was it was all this great chemistry between like Mysterio and um, and Eddie Guerrero, which, mind you, they put some excellent chemistry into a ladder match for custody of a child.
0: Yeah, yeah right. <laughs>
1: which. If you put it to anybody else, it would be impossible.
0: Oh, and then the the lead-up to that. I, I, I think you and I were both at that Super Show in Anaheim where they showed the the vignette of uh, Eddie Guerrero on the playground. Well, it was like the last day of the draft that year where they did Raw and SmackDown in one night in Anaheim oh. at the Pond. So I think we met up afterwards. Uh, me, KJ, and Jesse were there. And then- no, I think... I
1: think- it was it was it was it was Los it was Los Angeles. And I think it was different.
0: Was it L.A.? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was that was that was the night where um, it was it was like the beer bath two. Uh huh. And there was like a reunion of DX, and they did mention about the writer's strike.
0: That was two thousand
1: seven. Oh, uh, yeah, that was two thousand seven. Yeah, I think that was the one that that, that was the meetup.
0: No, no, because Eddie passed away in two thousand five. That Raw, you're talking about the beer bath too with Stone Cold showed up with Santino, right?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, that was 2007. Uh, I'm talking about, it was the the last day of the draft when Batista went to SmackDown. And Uh, they had, um, they did the uh, uh, Carlitos Cabana. And I can't remember, I think his guest, I think was either RVD or Ric Flair.
1: I don't think I was there for that. I think I was there, I know I was there for that. For for that for that for that raw in Los Angeles for 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 that thing I know we all met up there.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think we did meet up at the one in Anaheim because um, I remember Aaron, oh, the Aaron, and Jeff were there, Pew Boy was there, Nagel was there, and uh, Stagger Lee. They were there too. I think we all got a, a photo in the, uh, in the in the in the hallway.
1: Oh no, 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 that I was I was there.
0: All right, well, I'll have to look up the photos. But uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah, it all right, well, I, I wish I was, but no. All right, well, after we, uh, after we do the show, I'll pull up the photo and see if if you were in that or not.
1: But uh, our uh. next
0: question here um, is an interesting question here. Would you rather have true competition or better storylines? Oh. I, I already know my answer to this. I, I would prefer better storylines. Because I think through better storylines, you can actually portray true competition. Um, which is funny, because then it wouldn't be true competition. It's still staged at the point. But still, even with professional wrestling, it's going be staged anyway. You're going to have a predetermined winner. You're not going to have two guys go out there do all these moves and then like legitimately argue over who's going over that night when the ref says go home. But I think through, if you have better storylines... You can have better matches that come off as 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 competition like that. Um, you kind of, you you need something. It's like it's like with rhetoric. It's like with talking. You have you can't have just one thing with talking. You have to have a combination of things with talking with rhetoric. There's there's uh, logos. There's ethos and there's pathos. Logos is logic. You have to have logic when you're talking, right? You have to be mm-hmm. logical. You know um, ethos. That's uh that's ethics. You know, you have to be very ethical when you're talking about things, especially in public speeches and all that shit. Conversations. I mean, you know, sure. I mean, you don't want to lie to anybody, but you know, you, you gotta have some kind of ethics there, right? I mean, that's more of like a public speaking or a news kind of thing. But then there's pathos. Pathos is emotion. If you can't, if you're giving a speech or you're talking to someone and you can't pull. Emotional investment, especially in professional wrestling, when you're cutting a promo, you're 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 pandering to the pathos. You're you're trying to pull the emotional strings. You're trying to get that emotional investment from the fans mm-hmm. into your character. And if and I, I don't believe that you can do that strictly with what goes on in a wrestling match because you have to have you have to talk people into the building. You have to do other things. To get to the point that when you're in the ring, the story you tell in the ring will make sense based off of the prior events that led to it. That's just my opinion. What about you, bro?
1: I think you could basically have a combination of both. I think you basically have like good competition and have like good storylines as well. I think there's always like room for like both.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, if you had to choose one or the other, I mean, obviously, naturally, like you can, Uh, you're going to get both.
1: I, I I mean, have to choose. Then, okay, yeah, Barry storyline. I've always believed in that because that will lead to good competition. Mm. Because that's basically like part of the story. So, like, there's if there's if you get like one part, then you get the second part.
0: You know, this question reminds me of uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Because, like, uh-huh. if you go with strict competition, eventually somebody is going to get, you know, human beings, we have ego, we have feelings, uh-huh. they get hurt. Sometimes we do crazy things at desperate times, right? Uh-huh. That would snowball into a storyline. But yeah. if you start with a storyline, then your end is going to be competition. So, they, they see, they're interchangeable. You can't have one without the other. One yeah. One will snowball into the other. Whatever yeah. you choose to start with is is irrelevant because they're 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 going to turn into each other, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I um I don't want to go off topic, man, but I just went through my Twitter feed and I saw like a video of of Drake Maverick disguising himself as a John Cena fan to surprise um R Truth. Oh jeez. At the uh, Summerslam meet and greet.
0: <laughs> you know, I read um I guess at some some media thing they did uh today for Summerslam, I guess R Truth tried to roll up Kofi Kingston to win the championship.
1: Yes, uh, that that was um IGN I think that was three. Yeah? That was
0: E3. I think he was trying to... um, No, I saw that. That was the whole thing. They were interviewing him and Drake showed up dressed like a banana. But I'm talking about, I guess, today at a SummerSlam media junket, I guess R-Truth tried to roll up Kofi trying to win the WWE championship, thinking that that's got 24-7 rules too. (laughs) And if that happened, I hope they got footage of that, because I want to see that. (laughs) That'd be great. Oh, uh, hey! So, our the, truth has been amazing, <laughs> right? As a one of one of the one of the best acts going on right now in WWE. Yeah, the twenty four seven
1: championship has, I think, has constantly been extremely.
0: A lot good. of people shit on it, but you know what? It's given people segments that they normally wouldn't get. So, oh yeah, they're earning it's their gave, money.
1: It's giving a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's giving a lot of people, man. That don't have enough. That don't have anything to do. They give them something.
0: To do. And I always laugh when people are like, "Oh, the championship should be taken serious." No, you know what? It wasn't created to be no. taken serious.
1: Yeah, I mean the hardcore title wasn't taken to be serious, and I was seven. Yeah, Why yeah. would
0: this? Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, rolling <laughs> along here, our next question: uh, favorite AEW wrestler? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, with uh, MJF. I absolutely love that dude. Um, my biggest, uh, window to watching stuff that he's done was, has not been an AEW, but an M and MLW, but because of that, I know that he's going to carry on and do great things in AEW. So that's my guy right now in AEW is uh, MJF. What about you?
1: I, I would always say like hate man page because I've been basically looking at, I'm basically focusing on that guy ever since New Japan Pro Wrestling. I see like how he is growing into what he is today, and it's it's all good stuff, man. But if he if he puts everything all together, he can be a great top star for the for for that company.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And plus he has a he has a pretty cool like buckshot lariat yeah but I, buckshot lariat is really def, good
0: definitely definitely great guy um I, I i'll agree with you on that one too i think he's he's going to be up there as one of my favorites and it's great too because he's a great baby face and mjf is a great heel um i could definitely see those two guys being like like the neck like obviously guys like the bucks and Cody and Jericho and Omega mm-hmm. those are your top guys right now in AEW yeah, but I think mm-hmm. like your next group your next generation of top guys for that company that they should be banking on that they should be like really fucking like having that burner going on them Adam Page and MJF um are definitely on there I would I would love to see this guy works for Impact, but I would love to see him show up in AEW because I think he has a great look, and that's Ethan Page. I think if uh, oh. if Ethan Page would 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 show up, which they'd probably I don't know if they would change his name. WWE would change his name if they have two guys named Page on the on there. But oh yeah, um, AEW I don't know if they would do anything like that. Uh, but that's beside the point. Um, I, I that guy's got a great look, great personality. Um, I, he's one of those guys that keeps. Uh, great kayfabe for his character, um, but he—he's you know, not AEW. So anyway, but that leads to our next question here. Uh, do you watch Impact? Uh, I take that I, as a, take that as a no.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, the, the thing—the thing is, I know they're improving, man. But oh, jeez, I mean, I, I got to the point, man, where I'm all like, I could watch like a couple of clips of theirs on their, on the YouTube channel and see, okay, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. Mm-hmm. But I never got myself time to, to, to watch a weekly episode. never got the interest to. Yeah. Because, because, because to me it's kind of like their past mistakes have really started to like get to the point where I'm like, uh, should I trust it? Should, should, should I really trust it? Because if I did and they let me down, I I know they're approving. That's, that's the thing. I know their roster has improved uh, a bit. But it's kind of like, how many times can you be burned by one company until you say, okay, that's enough?
0: You know what? I'm. I totally agree with you on that mind frame, and that's why after Dixie sold the company and now it's ran by Anthem, I waited a little while because I knew there'd be like major growing pains from the transition from the Dixie era to the Anthem era. Like they were, they, they had to get their feet wet. Um, and I waited a little while, and then I started watching it again. I would say the past year, I've I've thought it was has been a, an enjoyable product. I've gotten back into it to the point where I pay good money for tickets to go to the shows. The last time I paid for a show, unfortunately I had a a horrible incident that happened, but it Mm -hmm. was nothing of impact wrestling's fault. It was more of the venue. Um, but by the, by the good graces of God, as they would say, um, Impact worked with me on that. The venue blamed myself for what happened, and I thought that was horrible. But the uh, Public Relations Department at Impact really worked with me, kept communication with me from February up until like a week ago. Great communication. They rectified the situation. Um, I went to Impact Starstruck in Hollywood last week. I had a phenomenal time. The matches were great. Um, Now, what was that? What was that? That was at wasn't the that, uh, 'cause wasn't was a joint event between them
1: and Hollywood?
0: Uh yeah. Uh Dave. Uh Dave Marquez. Um, helped them out. I, I was
1: wondering. I, I wonder was that it was the same venue that they always had those.
0: Um yeah they well they ran three nights out here in uh, in SoCal. Um mm-hmm. the first night God I can't remember where the venue was for the first night. Um, oh, it was at uh, an eSports arena there in LA. And then the second oh. the second night's the one I went to, that was at the Florentine Gardens in Hollywood, right right oh. off the uh, 101 on sunset or no uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, then the third night was at the venue that championship wrestling from Hollywood usually uh, books. Oh. But um, yeah, I mean obviously because they were you know working with with Marquez, you know there's a lot of SoCal talent on, on the cards um a lot of guys that i actually worked for or worked with i should say it's funny because like you know if you go and and you look up like adrian quest matches or andy brown matches or anything like that like majority of those matches that you'll find especially from ewf they'll have my voice on commentary with the expert matt sinister because we did commentary from 2011 to 2016 that's a long time and I was I was there the very first night that Andy Brown stepped foot School Hard Knocks. So I've been a fan of that dude literally from day one. I yeah. I was a fan of his from the moment I saw him hand money to Jesse Hernandez,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all the way yeah, up I, to the days that Jesse would handshake him money after a show.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of like one of those things. I mean, like I did actually, it was, I did see him live though. Yeah. Uh, one time, you know the
0: EWR show, and he used Andy Brown has grown so much. It was great to see him at Impact last week. To kind of spin this back to the original question: Did we watch Impact? Sure. Uh, to see him grow and to get spots at places like PWG and now Impact Wrestling um, is just great. Uh, I know the story, you know, of, of what he has overcome over the years. Um, there was a lot of doubters about a guy like Andy Brown and he has put them to shame Andy Brown oh, yeah. has has overcome obstacles and he's grown so anybody out there is listening to this you guys got to keep an eye on uptown Andy Brown look look him up on uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram phenomenal dude um great talent guy is gonna be like the sky's the limit with him, man. And same with Adrian. Adrian Quest, dude. Oh my God, this 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 guy has been wrestling since he was in his teens. Started training with Jesse when he was just a little kid, man. The little friar. I remember at the the anniversary, the twentieth anniversary show, man. Little friar coming out. No, it's the fifteenth. I think it was. Yeah, it was the fifteenth coming out with that candle, almost burning the place down because the curtain. Oh my God! I just remember everybody was like, "Oh shit!" But yeah. I'm, <laughs> I've been enjoying Impact. Some of my favorite players from Impact include uh, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, Willie Mack is phenomenal. Uh, I love the North. Uh, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page, great tag team. Fala Boz, one of my favorites. Um, just the list goes on, man. The Rascals, absolutely love those guys. Never really been like a huge fan of Sammy Callahan, but i got to say that Sammy and Willie Mack tore it down last week in Hollywood. That was a great match. And right, yeah. because of that match, my whole thing about Sammy Callahan's starting to change, you know, which is yeah, a good. I, I, I,
1: I heard, I heard he had himself a a, a great match against Tessa.
0: Yeah, I I, and I him. I haven't watched that match yet, but I I, I definitely want to get to it. But yeah, I heard a lot of rave reviews about that. So yeah, I I, I definitely watch Impact. Yeah,
1: and, and also you know one one of the biggest, as as we've been for it. Was Tessa Blanchard, and how she is overall. I think she's one of my. And, and getting back to like the one one of the past questions about who's your who's one of your current favorite, um, a male or female wrestlers. I definitely put Tessa Blanchard on that list.
0: Absolutely. I remember the first time that i i I watched her perform was at the uh, the May Young Classic that year. Was it twenty sixteen? No, uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, mm-hmm. 2016 was a Cruiserweight Classic that year. But uh, yeah, the May Young Classic in 2017 was the first time that i watched her, and then I was impressed. I started watching some of the stuff with her on YouTube, even more impressed. And when she signed with Impact, I was like, oh, here we go. Now we're off to the races. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she is their MVP. If I was Impact, I would hold on to her as long as you can.
1: Oh, yeah, because there's no doubt. I mean, if if you got her in a contract, you better hang on to her as long as you basically can before any other company would pick her up and they would skyrocket her to become one of the top big stars. And one of the big stars that they would basic and one of the big companies that they would um, target, I mean that they would target her is AEW. Oh, oh,
0: yeah, she fits. She fits their corporate culture perfectly she fits the demographics of what their fan base is she will give the fans of AEW if she chooses to go there she will give them everything that they want in women's wrestling actually fuck I mean, it. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and say that if they'll give she will give them what they want in wrestling women's or men's oh, yeah. doesn't matter just wrestling in general
1: I mean you put a single um, organization and if if she's not the top woman there then something is wrong with the company
0: yeah Yeah. um our final question comes in here uh do you watch wrestling with regret
1: um yes i i, I have subscribed to it yeah i have subscribed to it it's 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 pretty good stuff mm mm-hmm. um gosh um, very very funny when it comes to some of their reviews. Some 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 some, you know, Brian Zane, yeah, is the host of it. He's 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 pretty good at what he does with that. Um, very very good videos. I think I think there's like a couple of them which I do. Um, can't can't list some some of them are at the top of my head, and has some some pretty good top eight list. I think the latest one that he has is his top eight um, greatest WWE TV talk shows. Oh, wow. Just now, currently up.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a great topic.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I watched, uh, a couple videos on, uh, on Brian's channel. I, I, uh-huh. I definitely, I, I know who he is. I know of his content. Um, I don't actively watch like on a consistent basis. Um, I've had, I have friends link me once in a great while to some of the stuff that he puts out there of what I have watched. I have loved it. Um, I love the dude's personality. I love his production. I think he's got a great thing going on. Um, so if anybody out there has not watched wrestling with a regret, I do recommend to check his Brian Zane's, uh, YouTube channel out. Um, the dude is very articulate, smart dude of a vast amount of knowledge about professional wrestling.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 He's very knowledgeable about, okay, uh, pro wrestling events or something like that. He does a very good Jim coordinator impression. <laughs> the, you know oh, what, I,
0: what I like best about him is yeah. that he's drama free. Like Mm -hmm. I would say there's, there's like 95% of the people out there that do like YouTube content or social media stuff or podcasting, like 95% of them out there are like, they like to spread rumors and, and talk trash and just drama and all that stuff. Like, and you know, a long time ago. And when I say a long time, I mean like 15 years ago or more, I was probably like that. I've definitely chilled out over the years. Um, there's there's no room for any of that stuff. We can all get along. And that's yeah. what I love best about Brian Zane. It's like, this dude is like, he's he's just happy to do what he's doing. He's happy to make friends with what he's doing. And that's that yeah. was the ultimate goal of why I started Ring Scoops back in the day, was I wanted to meet, you know, like-minded fans so we can geek out about wrestling and just make new friends, you know? You and I have been friends for a very long time, and we met through the website. Oh, yeah. You know, and same with DA and Blade and McAvoy. you know, like... How many friendships over the past 20 years that Ring Scoops has been around that we have made through this this little digital playground, as I used to call WorldWrestling.net back in the day, was the Pro Wrestling Digital Playground. And it's just, that's what it's all about, man, making connections, interpersonal relationships. I mean, and we, you know we talk more than just about wrestling. I mean, sure we do a lot of wrestling shows together, but we've met up. we we go to places, you know, it's been been a while since you and I have hung out, but you know, there's oh, yeah. that distance between us, but we've gone to universal studios before together with Dave and Buster's. Like we've had fun, man. Like a, I, I really consider you more than just, just, just a friend or anything like that. Like you are one of my closest friends, Theo. And, and I, I value our friendship. I really do.
1: Yeah, same here. Yeah. Same here, man. It's just
0: And it would have never been made should... possible if it wasn't for doing stuff like this, for us to find stuff that we that we like together.
1: Yeah, and sort of like, you know, expanding the fandom and it goes right back to the very beginning of this of this of, of this of, of this episode. Like like it all goes full circle where it's sort of like expanding the horizons.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we are full circle this entire thing this entire episode, have <laughs> we?
0: Yep. Now before we head out, Theo, uh are there any shout outs or any plugs that you want to get out there for everybody?
1: Uh not that much. Um I do have my Twitch channel.
0: What is uh, what's your um, Twitch address?
1: On Twitch address, let me look that up. Theo, Theo's got to look it, it up. I got
0: her in front of me already, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> yeah, twitch.tv slash theoc71.
1: Yeah, and I have content like um, <laughs> I, stream, um, I stream WWE Universe Mode.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, sometimes I stream uh, Mutant League Football or Mutant... Yeah, the Mutant Football League.
0: Yeah. I've I've seen those streams. Oh, uh, it's fantastic, man. I love the way you do your gaming commentary. It's it's really, really fun.
1: Yeah, and um recently um I've been trying to do GTA five online.
0: Ooh, nice. But
1: I've o i have always been I kind of always been in the receiving end of sort of like People like like bombing
0: against me or
1: something like that.
0: Oh man!
1: So, so if I'm gonna do at least something, it will basically be like um on, on more of like a a private server, or something like that. Instead of just like pressing like okay, go online, you know, basically say up. So it's sort of like a uh, either either it's gonna be a private session or a cruise session. Yeah, or or anything like that. So that way, the chances of that happening is 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 small or, or nothing. So right. There's on. that.
0: Well, I en- I enjoy your streams, and if um, everybody I'm out there sure. wants to check Theo out on Twitch, uh, like we said, uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash TheoC seventy um, one. I
1: enjoy my horrible impressions of like some people I do like. Was on universe
0: mode.
1: <laughs> sometimes I try. Sometimes I do not. It all depends.
0: It's great content, ladies and gentlemen. Great content. Great video games uh, being played by Theo. Great personality. Great commentary. Uh, unlike a lot of people on Twitch, Theo is very interactive with his chat. So if you guys want to like chat it up while he's playing these games, Theo is always interacting with his chat. I, that's one thing I love about your channel compared to a lot of other people out there that do stuff on Twitch. But, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you guys want to follow ring scoops on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ring scoops. Um, I also have my own Twitch channel as well. twitchtv slash ring scoops guy and pro wrestling slash ring scoops. And, uh, that about does it for this episode of ring scoops. Q and a Theo would like to thank you so much for, uh, for being on with me for this man. Um, anytime right on right on and uh ladies and gentlemen uh on behalf of theo i'm that ring scoops guy saying thank you good night that'd be cool